Hey everyone, this is Jared of the Synautical Podcast. If you're into holistic health, philosophy, and spirituality, come check out and listen to my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and elsewhere. In this episode, I speak with football coach Lyndon Hepner for a third time to see what he's been up to since we last spoke and to talk about his current goals. Lynn strongly represents a strive for lifelong fitness in the face of life's many challenges. Through this interview, I hope listeners gain a perspective on how to see the pursuit of fitness as a stable, healthy constant to adopt or to stick to in life. You can follow Lyndon on Instagram at Lynn Hepner, that is the at symbol L-Y-N-H-E-P-N-E-R. See the link in the podcast description. Now on to our conversation. Well, Lynn, thank you for joining me again for your third podcast episode. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And um, it's been about two years since we last did a podcast together. What has changed in your life in that time period? Well, I was rocking along pretty good for a while. And then 2023 came. Uh, I had a uh, total knee replacement on a right knee. And the physical therapy was going along pretty well. And then all of a sudden I visited a, a restaurant, which isn't the cause of the problem. But on the way home, uh, I had terrible uh, pain in my stomach that lasted for a couple of days. And finally, I, I tried to tough it out and finally went to the uh, walk-in clinic. And they said it was gas mm. and gave me some gas X and stuff. And that didn't work. And my daughter, who's a PA, said do you have your gallbladder? And I said, yes. He goes, that's what it is. Well, sure enough, I went to the emergency room and they like without hesitation, uh, took me straight to emergency room or a uh, uh, surgery and removed a uh, uh, gangrenous gallbladder. Wow. So that threw off the, uh, physical therapy and, uh, they had to, uh, do a couple of things and, uh, finally, uh, scoped it. And I started physical therapy back. So that's been a process. It started in January and I'm still fighting it a little bit right now. Uh, I lost my dad in March. And, uh, uh, and so there's been some, uh, uh, struggling, but still, uh, still, you know, pushing on. Yeah. So there are three main things. So you, uh, had knee surgery, had the gallbladder issue. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, sadly, your your father passed away. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot in uh, that short period of time. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. That was that was all by uh, April. Wow. Uh, as far as having a PA in your family, I guess that came in handy. Right. Yeah. She's like the little guardian angel. She's always checking, and you know, uh, uh, you can always tell. You know, she's gonna she's gonna analyze everything to the nth degree and uh she's always right so i just always uh listen to her well it's good that you did and so was that gallbladder issue related to anything in particular if you don't mind um... i honestly can't tell you uh you know i've kind of done some research and stuff but there's nothing i could figure out uh i guess it just happens and you know having had it and mentioned it to people you'll find out there's probably more than i thought you know, that have had it also younger, uh, older, you know, some of them in their teens had them removed. So, uh, uh you know, it's, it's something that I hadn't ever thought about and, and it seems more prevalent than I ever believed. And that's the thing about 
seeing your doctor regularly, um, which I know a lot of people don't like going to their annual exams and Mm -hmm. all that, but it's really important to see your doctor regularly. Right. Yep. You got to take care. So in that time, you uh, had the knee surgery and you've been doing physical therapy. So you're back to that now, correct? Mm -hmm. The gallbladder surgery? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Of course, I couldn't do anything. You know, after the gallbladder, they had a a drain in and you couldn't lift anything over 10 pounds and this and that. So the, the physical therapy said, just wait till you can, you know, perform, you know, physical therapy again and so that was about a month of uh inactivity well during that time the knee tightened up you know and we kind of lost that window that you have in physical therapy to get you know back on so then it became you know a struggle by degrees to uh get back okay so now your knee is kind of back to maybe almost 100 percent, or where you were before the surgery i would not say 100 percent, but you know as time goes on and you know, just life is the, is, you know, making me move it and, and, uh, basically become, you know, more dependent on it. And, and it, it's not quite a hundred percent where it was and that no fault of the surgeons, they did an amazing job. It's just, I, I got behind and, uh, and now I'm just catching up. But like I said, you know, just moving around and, and being active, is is being as much uh, physical therapy as you know the actual visits. You know that you can't just visit and do the physical therapy. You have to do it, you know, every day or or frequently uh, to to actually make it work. Yeah. And so, what does your training schedule look like on a typical day now? Well, during the summer when we're not in schools, I still uh, teach and coach full time. During the summer when I'm not at school, I take a leisurely workout about seven in the morning and. Uh, and I usually go six days a week, kind of, uh, uh, you know, when I can do legs. And, and and the leg days turned into bicycle and, you know, just movement exercise and calf raises. But do a leg day and then a pushing day, like for upper body, shoulders, triceps, uh, uh, pecs. And then a pulling day, which is like chin-ups, pull-ups, you know, uh, rowing, stuff like that. So, and then repeat. That's a typical week, uh, maybe hour, hour and a half. It kind of depends. Uh, I believe yeah. a 20 minute workout is better than a zero minute workout. So sometimes, you know, your time constraints are different. Yeah. Um, in the, during the school year, when I'm at school by seven and uh, usually don't get home till seven thirty, then really the only time to lift and work out is uh, I have set my alarm for three thirty. The gym opens at four. I get there and do about a forty-five minute abbreviated workout. Do a lot of like supersets and, and uh, stuff like that, and uh, about a forty-five minute workout two days a week. And then on the weekends, I try to have what I have a normal like hour and hour and a half workout. Okay, so can you remind listeners who may not have listened to the prior episodes how you got started working out in this? Uh phase of your life well you know i've always lifted i mean i remember going to a uh uh, what they call a drugstore when i was growing up and they had magazines and there was this one you know bodybuilder turned out to be arnold schwarzenegger and i'm going you know i've in no way think that i'm ever going to be able to create that or or, but i realized that one could lift weights and you know basically sculpt you know in a way uh, your body so that started like 12, 13 years old. 
and I've always done some sort of lift and played college football. And so, you know, after sports are over, one has a tendency to, I've always said, if, if you want to gain weight as a young man, just play your last sporting event and you will right after that. And so that happened and, and, uh, I gained a lot of weight. And then about 2014, I, you know, I realized enough is enough and, and let's do something positive and, and get this weight off. And so that kind of started a journey where I went from like 335, 350 kind of depends on, I don't know, you know, I wasn't courage enough to get on the scale very often and uh, yeah. lost about 120 some pounds. And, mm-hmm. and now I'm around like 225 is my ideal weight. I'm 6'3". Yeah, that sounds healthy for you. Now you did have the weight loss surgery. So would you still advocate for that now that time has passed? A little more time has passed since I, you spoke. I honestly think it was, you know, a, a it was a lifestyle change that was necessary. And I, I remember going in because the, the people that did it, they have a, a psychological eval first. And they said, what do you want to do this for? And I said, because I want a non-negotiable way to make sure I don't ever overeat. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like I've been successful in just about everything I've done, but that just wasn't working. And so uh, I feel like that's a, a, a constraint that was put on me dietarily wise. And uh, then they have like uh, four groups to go along with it to help you with your lifestyle change. So I absolutely think that was uh, the defining difference because, you know, I always felt like I've lifted those muscles there. If I could just kind of melt that fat away, which by the way, it doesn't work like that, but uh, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, that was my idea. And uh, I definitely, you know, I, I, I think it was, if done with the right, you know, the right, organization and with the right support you know you got to have support but family uh it could be you know life-changing yeah and um i i actually have spoken with people who have had weight loss surgery a little bit more recently and it was interesting hearing how it can be a bit different for everyone and it does really kind of put a restraint on how much you can eat so it's kind of like some other things in life where say you have like a spending problem you leave your cards at home mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. Sometimes you have to go that far as to just not have the ability to do something anymore. Right. And I, again, had my family not been supportive, you know, I don't know that it would have been as successful. I'm not saying it can't be, but, uh, uh, you know, don't ever let anybody tell you it's the easy way out, you know, because it takes a whole new set of disciplinary uh, issues to uh, uh, implement. And then, maintain because i know people that have uh for some reason have gained all the weight back and more and so it's not magic and it has to be you know it has to be done correctly yeah i think uh maybe if they have enough willpower to uh you know maybe keep eating then it doesn't matter if they feel pain or like i said with some people i've spoken with recently it's like a different level of it's not always exactly the same like some people feel like an intense pain when they eat a certain amount, maybe mm-hmm. not everyone does. And that's how they right. kind of overcome that and uh, fall back into old habits. Yeah. In my situation, if you eat too much, it comes right back up. And that's not a, that's not a 20 minutes of your life that you want to endure. <laughs> so it's like a, it's, it, it comes up in like violently or. Well, okay. So imagine, you know, a, a highlighter, like a marker, right? Mm-hmm. That's the size, that's the size of your stomach. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And so imagine putting like, if you know, just wolfing down a hamburger and, you know, if you eat too fast and if you eat too much, then it has nowhere to go, but back up. Yeah. And that process, it, it, it can be slow. It does, it's not quick and violent. It's slow and painful because if it doesn't all come up and it's got to you know, digest, so like 20 minutes, it's kind of got to find its own way. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. And yeah. so uh, part, part might, but uh, it's hard to describe unless you've been through it. But, you know, the best thing is listen to them and don't let it happen. Take small bites, eat slow, be the last one done, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and then eat the right food. So, I mean, we could spend a long time just on that and uh, how to implement it, but, uh, uh, you know, that yeah. might be another, <laughs> might be another, or we might want to get the people, that, you know, that yeah, do it on here. Right. So um, when we spoke on the phone recently, you mentioned that you train at 4 a.m. and um, you have like a quest bar before you train. Oh, yeah. And then you have mm-hmm. small meals during the day. Um, right. So can you kind of like go over that just real quick, how you okay. can refuel from a workout? Okay. So, yeah, like I said, on the way to the gym, I have a quest bar and uh, uh, coffee. And then during the morning, I might have like some eggs, cheese. Uh, the, the entire diet is pretty much keto, I guess you could say. The the carbs that you have are uh, leafy, non-starchy carbs. Oh, a salad, you know, uh, broccoli, uh, Brussels sprouts, uh, stuff like that, green beans. Lunch, uh, like I said, turkey. You know, and I do eat bread sometimes, a sandwich, uh, uh, low-carb. Like, they have a lot of low-carb bread and, and tortilla wraps and stuff like that, so... I've kind of, you know, morphed into doing that. Uh, the afternoon, probably another protein bar or a, or a protein drink. And then uh, night process is uh, three bites of protein and one bite of non-starchy vegetable until you're full. Yeah. You know, that's just, just repeat until you're full. And then uh, night, you know, before bed, uh, some protein. And then uh, I've kind of got to where around midnight, I had another protein in there after like a heavy lifting day. So it's like I said, and, and it's no miracle or no mystery. I mean, eating small meals, bodybuilders have been doing that forever. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of spaced out. And uh, uh, your protein intake uh, throughout the day and even around, uh, you said 12 a.m., I think you said, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. just to help you mm-hmm. recover. Right, right. I know I honestly don't track it to know exactly how much, but, you know, the I- idea would probably a gram of protein for body weight or ideal body weight might be a little less and i don't think i ever get that I, i'd have to track it and be a little bit more diligent but that's kind of the idea go ahead do you track kind of based on your results do you do um when you're satisfied with your appearance and your yeah. physical ability right i you know i used to weigh twice a day and now it's like once a day uh and i know weight isn't you know there's a lot more to it body body fat and stuff like that I'll do that every once in a while. I, I used to, you know, back before COVID, they had a, a place here in Oklahoma City that you could do the, the you know, gold standards where they put you in water and did skin full caliper, you know, body fat. That's more what I'm interested in is yeah. like a low body fat. Uh, nowadays, they have the, I don't know how accurate they are. I'm not saying they're not accurate. Uh, like an in-body scan that they have at the gyms, you know, where you stand on it and hold a, you know, the, I just don't know, but it does give you a, yes, it gives you a baseline that you can go on, you know, 
And so uh, uh, I, I would say, you know, appearance mirror is a good, you know, thing to go on. But also, like, when I weigh, if I start gaining a weight or two, and, you know, pound or two, then, I, you know, I'll check and see, like, what, it, what you know, what is it and, and try to modify. And, and there's been times when I'll look up and I'll have lost 10 pounds, you know, like, I like I'll lose a pound a day. And so, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, watch it. I don't want to get too light. And so, uh, you know, or lose muscle mass. So sometimes it's going the other way. So as far as you, your nutrition that you just explained, did you learn that in the classes after your weight loss surgery or from being yes. a coach? No, I, it was from the weight loss surgery. We had classes before on nutrition. Now I will say this, I do take, uh, there, there's bariatric vitamins. Uh, I take three a day in the morning because nutrition-wise, they believe that you can't get all your nutrition from your food. I know that kind of flies in the face of some people that say you can't, but with a six-ounce stomach, it's kind of hard to do. So, uh, and I, you know, I don't know that a, a multiple vitamin for somebody that's 67 isn't a good idea for everybody. Yeah. But uh, I do that. Then I take some creatine before lift, and then. There's some, you know, like beetroot, uh, you know, stuff like that that I also take, but not, I don't spend like uh, billions of dollars on supplements that are pretty standard. Yeah. Even for, you know, it doesn't matter your age group. There are some elite coaches that still have their athletes take supplements because right. the amount of output, you know, yes, yes. Um, they're training so hard. They need to ensure that yep. they get those nutrients. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Um, the last time we talked, you were kind of playing around with influencer workouts. How's that been going for you? <laughs> I, 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 I think I'm kind of like shy. I mean, I do put stuff out there. Uh, I'm not trying to be an influencer. I don't know what I, sometimes I just want to video myself and see the form, you know what I'm saying? And then I get, you know, like, okay, well, I'll just put it on Instagram or something. So, uh, if you were asking me how, how, how the influencer parts go, it's probably not great, but, uh, uh, like I say, every once in a while, I'll put, you know, I take my, I do have a little tripod. I'm, I'm one of those guys in the gym with a tripod. Uh, and every <laughs> once in a while, I'll, I'll video it and, and uh, put it out there. So, I mean, there's some out there. Uh, uh, <laughs> but like I say, it's just kind of novel. Sometimes I'll think, wow, you know, this is a pretty good workout. I'll just do this last set and watch it and see if my form's good or, or whatever. So that's kind of, you know. It's not the focus of the day. Yeah, that makes sense to uh, see your form. Some people don't understand that because, I mean, you can't see yourself 360 all the time when you're training. And if you're mm -hmm. a trainer or a coach like yourself, you know how important form is. And sometimes if you're training by yourself, well, you kind of need to see if your form yep. is good. Right. Well, and sometimes I'll be a, a workout and, and like I just won't watch in the mirror. I'll have focused or maybe even close my eyes. Uh, when it gets hard and, and, you know, and those last reps and stuff. So you kind of don't want to just stick your head in the sand and, and, and do bad form. And, and, and for one reason, uh, it may not be as efficient. Another reason it could be a, you know, injury and like later in life, you know, you got to be careful and not hurt yourself. So the warm ups need to be longer and you need to, the form needs to be correct or else you'll find out your back hurts or your shoulder hurts or something that didn't used to. Yeah, that's definitely true. That actually happened to me. I did about eight years of bodybuilding and then mm -hmm. 10 years later I go to the doctor and she says I have an arthritic hip from where mm. 
And then I also mm-hmm. had a trap problem and all this crazy stuff. Cause you think, you know, you just overemphasize some exercises when you focus on maybe aesthetics, which a lot of people start with, um, right. to go off right. track. Um, yeah, I think you could be an influencer. Have you seen um, Bruce and Jan on Instagram? A yes, British I have. Couple? Yeah, the British couple. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, from the looks of it, their gym is fairly small home gym, but they are cranking out some reps and some good-looking stuff. So, And I'm not sure their age, but uh, we can't be that far apart. Yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, watching people like them is, I think, far more inspiring than the typical young fitness influencer because that's not really impressive not to downplay their work but i mean mm-hmm. it's not um odd and you're and it's not uh going above and beyond to gain that look when you're young you're kind of conditioned right. that way uh, one thing i've noticed I, i'm pretty bad about this i'm susceptible like i've got i watch a lot of you know on tiktok or whatever and if i see one I, i'm apt to like start doing that i'm I'm pretty, you know, ADHD, I guess. Once I see one, I'll try it. And I don't know if that's good or not, but, uh, uh, you know, I think you got to be careful. You can't just do every single thing you see that's new, but some of these they're coming up with, you know, scientifically or, or whatever, but some of this stuff, you know, is there's a lot out there. And of course there's a lot, not good, but I think it's a valuable tool that you can, you can check and see, you know, Hey, I might be able to do this better by doing it this way way that this guy or gal says so you yeah, know it's I, just something else you can access i definitely believe that because they have physical therapists now and gymnastics coaches and they show step by step yep. some mm-hmm. of them aren't smart enough to put what is beginner what is intermediate mm-hmm. um, sometimes mm-hmm. you can just test yourself and see oh i thought i was fit but i can't <laughs> do this simple beginner test for you know right so, right not always a bad idea well and I'll catch myself at the gym and there'll be somebody to inform that I think is wrong. And the coach in me wants to go change it, but I, you know, I'm not that guy. I'm not going up and, you know, Hey, this is the way you should do it. And blah, blah, blah. You know, I just let them be them. You know, if they're doing partial reps, maybe that's their in their plan or, or whatever. So I'm, you know, I, I catch myself wanting to as the coach in me, but, uh, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's understandable. So, you're such an inspiring figure, in my opinion. Um, you're right there with Bruce and, and well, Jan. Thank you. <laughs> and well, thank uh, you. You're welcome. And especially how you um, maintain this balance and you keep going uh, despite what you've been through recently and over the years, and you found ways to reinvigorate your training. So, do you have any final motivational words you would like to leave with listeners? Well, you know, the term motivation, I think that's what gets you there. You know, whatever it is that motivates you to finally, like, pull the trigger and go. You know what I'm saying? But I think eventually the consistency, the dedication, the consistency will keep you going. You know what I'm saying? Because I think motivation wears off. But the consistency, whatever it takes, you know, I, I think one thing, it's habit. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, missing a day right now, I would rather not miss a day at all and so I, I think once you get in a habit of uh, being consistent then it just kind of goes against your nature to ever miss and you you know there's i guess there's a little body what is it this this morphia? dysphoria yeah dysmorphia where you know you, you i don't want to scare people but <laughs> like you think you're never 
you know, you're, you're not, you know, you're not, a, and then people, you know, make comments and you go, Oh, I didn't think that, you know? So, so I think something within you, you know, drives you and like, it's just being consistent after all it, you know, I think I heard Arnold say one time and I, you know, like I said, I'm not even close to him, but he said, I had breakfast this morning. I'm gonna have breakfast every morning, you know? And, and yeah. I think that's kind of the deal. Like I'm going to lift or work out every morning, you know, or every day sometimes you know at some point so you know it's yeah. just it's just part of the day i think that's actually one of his best quotes because a lot of people think exercise is for a specific personality type or you know you have to be a fitness freak but it's self-care it's just regular maintenance right. and yep. you're not always going to be in the mood but right you know that it, it improves your mood and you know technically yep. it's doing so many things for your body to keep it in balance yeah, that's a great quote. Yeah, like I've, I've always said, 20-minute workout is better than no-minute workout. So go in and get your blood going and get something going. And, you know, when you walk out, you'll know. And if it's a four in the morning, you don't do anything the rest of the day. You've at least done that. Yeah, something's always better than nothing. Exactly. All right. Well, Lynn, thank you for joining me again for another podcast episode. And maybe we could do one in the future. Sure. Sounds good. That's it for this episode. I hope this information has been inspiring and helpful. Please tune in for a future episode on lifelong fitness, all around wellness and prosperity. Thank you for listening and stay strong and well.